It's a delight to have with us uh, a special guest who wants to talk about um, a topic that really has heated up uh, a lot of discussion. And it's not only in the uh, in the world of football, but in uh, throughout sport, there have been far too many instances of bullying and harassment. But the person I want to talk to right this minute is Michael Kane. He's a, a journalist, longtime journalist and a documentary maker. Did a tremendous job with uh, telling a story about Mark Viduka and some of his uh, uh, memories uh, t- dating back uh, quite a number of years. We really enjoyed that expose on the Dukes. Um, welcome, Michael, to uh, FNR, Football Nation Radio. And, uh, of course, the latest story, the, the story that you have managed to uh, showcase over the last uh, week or so. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. The young woman in question who you got a chance to speak to was Lisa Devanna. Tell us more about Lisa and how she's coping at the moment with uh, all the scuttlebutt and all the talk and all the, uh, the pressure. Yeah, yeah, look, um, thanks for, for, first of all, thanks for having us on the show again. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the Viduco thing was a, a breeze compared to all this. Uh, really? Wow. And, look, um, you know, I, I started speaking to Lisa probably about 11 months ago and it was, it was you know, after the Viduca thing, a, a lot of people were saying, who's the next person you'd like to interview? And I, and I thought... Probably Lisa Devanna because um, I, I always, you know, she's a, a mysterious character that always has a forthright opinion. Always, and, and, and a lot of people were saying, you know, she's got a lot of things to say. It's pretty much like Viduka. It was, it's almost like the, you know, the Viduka in the female version in a way. Um, and I knew that her career was, you know, at the time was sort of, you know, teetering because, um, you know, she was still waiting to know whether she was still going to be part of the Matildas. So that was the process I had to wait for because um, at the time there was no, there was a, you know, Ante Milicic had more or less said to her, to her you know, you, your services were no longer required. Um, so there was a void. She was waiting for the next coach to come in, which she did. Um, the, the new coach that came in more or less said, you know, go play some W League, see how you go. Long story short, she, she was told, you, you know, you weren't going to the Olympics. Case closed. Her, her, careers, her international career is over. Um, so while I was going through this, and this was for another um, feature for ESPN, while I was going through all these these questions with her, a lot of stuff kept on com- coming up. A lot of the stuff that's come out into the news recently, obviously, um, which I couldn't ignore. And um, it, it's almost like it started to engulf the, the actual feature, which was going to be purely about her career. But you couldn't ignore some of the stuff, some of the claims and allegations she was talking about. Um, because uh, it all sort of started, I said... Um, that's just a, a generic question. I said, "Was is there a fork in the road where you, you wish you did something differently?" You know, and she said, "You know what?" She said, "When I came into the Young Matildas um, squad, I really wanted to go away to the to the Youth World Cup, the first Women's Youth World Cup, which was in Canada in 2002. I was injured. I probably could have played, but to be truthful, I was scared to go away with those bitches." And I thought, "What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean?" And she said, oh, I was scared of them. And all of a sudden, this story comes out how she was uh, attacked in on her first camp, um, which is, you know, sort of like, you know, you, you think of it, it's like your first day of school and all of a sudden you get bashed by the, by the, the class bullies. It's not a good start for school. And it's something that probably has been a scar and it's been, a, you know, um, something that's followed her all the way through a career where she's, you know, she's always been this tough woman. And... It wasn't until a little bit later, you know, a few months later, I started to realise that she's had to galvanise herself pretty much from where she was from the start. It's almost like she had to be tough to survive, 
yeah, they couldn't get her out because she was just so damn good. They had to keep her in. A, a, a team with Devanna in the side most probably would win. And it's almost like, you know, even the girls that, you know, you know she's rubbed a, a lot of people the wrong way, but they all respected her on the field in regards to her, her playing ability because they knew, you know, there's more chance of her, her you know, them winning the game with, with Lisa Devanna on the field. You're alluding to a culture, a toxic culture of bullying and harassment, and she's had to endure that from the beginning, has she? Yeah, I, look, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's been in the media for a while in regards to the uns... It, it, so, someone, actually, I think it was Robbie Slater came out the other day and said, this is the, the greatest story that's never been told. Because it's one of those things that most of the journalists know about it, and they, you know, since I've been doing this, since this has been coming out, all these journalists are direct messaging me and, and saying, well done, Michael. We, we would love to have broken this story. We've known about this story, but we just couldn't do it. And there's a lot of factors because of this. It's, it's purely because, you know, I suppose one, especially this day and age, the media landscape is so rocky. You know, things change and, you know, people lose their jobs. And especially in football, there's not many jobs in the media. It's, it's starting to close down. Look at the World Game website, you know, jobs gone. Um, so everybody's trying to stay in the game. So are you going to do a controversial story that could potentially give you the, the exit door? No, you're not. You're going to start, you're going to keep doing the light fluffy stories that keeps you in the game, which is great. There's, there's nothing wrong with light fluffy stories. Mm. But when there's some, a story like this that needs to be told, I, I, I tell it. I'm, I'm a freelance journalist now and I've got no fear. And that's probably, I, I said to someone a few months back, um, I think I'm the only person at the moment that can do this story because yeah. I don't think, right, I'm, 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 you know, I shouldn't say that, not, a, not everyone's brave enough. I'm, I'm brave, but I, I, I get everybody else's position within the game because, again, it's a, it's a case of survival these days. Everyone's got to make a living. Uh, Michael, the, the timing is is interesting. Uh, cricket at the moment is going through some challenges. There's been an awful lot of uh, discussion behind the scenes about some of the bullying there. Um, that hasn't quite surfaced like it has surfaced in the past week with uh, Lisa Curry-Kenny talking about, of course, swimming Australia and, uh, and the reach and how big that code is. And she's been appalled by some of the enablers who have allowed uh, young uh, swimmers to be groomed, to be harassed, to be bullied, and to, to make their experience, uh, which should be a joyful one, uh, a, such a painful one. And it's, it suggests to me that Lisa, um, if she's going to leave us with a legacy, I think she's reaching out, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. And I think what she's doing, she doesn't want a penny out of this. What she's trying to do is make sure that those are the, that are going to follow her don't have to endure the rocky road that she's had to endure. And I think she also wants to throw some, some, some light on all those people who have been enablers along the way because no one bully, no one groomer gets away with it unless others look the other way. And we've seen it with the Me Too movement, uh, uh, Weinstein in America. We've seen it uh, with Epstein and others. Seriously, big money looking the other way because it's important to them to have that person on board. And here we are. We've got a major sport two years away from the World Cup. And as you're right, people want to protect a very precious bit of commodity and property. But at the same time, we need to make sure that all those mums and dads can be secure in the knowledge that from now on, yeah, let's talk about the historical stuff. It's gone. It's happened. There's not much we can do. But, but set in motion... Uh, 
uh, a formation and, and a fabric and a foundation that will protect all those to come, the next generation of young Matildas, young Socceroos. Uh, let's not think it's uh, isolated to yeah. one code or one sport anywhere in the world. Look, uh, uh, you know, you touched on a little bit earlier. Um, Lisa's not getting a cent for this. I'm not getting a cent for this. And a lot of people went, what? And it's like, well, I don't want stuff to come back on me like I'm doing this for the money or whatever. Yep. I'm the right reasons. That's why I'm doing it for nothing. Um, and also, too, when it comes to bullying, and this is, I, I don't think I've told anyone this. I've done a stack of interviews the last few days, but Lisa is starting to get bullied again by some of the people that was in that team back in 2001 because of this. Now, 20 years later, the same bullies are coming back at her. Um, but in saying that, there's also people reaching out. There's, there's people that she doesn't know from a bar of soap. Just yesterday, she got a, a message from someone who's a, an elite sports person, a female um, in another sport um, that's fairly high up in this sport, yep. saying, oh, we're, I'm really proud of what you've done. Um, I'm going through the same thing, but I want to know your mindset. What made you feel like coming out to say this? What triggered it? How did you go about it? Because I'm seeing some stuff in my sport at the moment that I want to speak out about and I want to pick your brain. And I said to Lisa, I said, You're, you think of it now, you could actually be a real advocate for this. This could be your next career move because to, to say that, you know, it's not right for this, you know, no is no, you know, you, you've got to put a stop to this. And and your experiences can be valuable for the, for the youth coming through. And the thing is, too, it's been the last few, you know, it, this was hurried along very much by the, the US, um, the stuff that's happened in the US with a, a couple of coaches with, with alleged abuse cases. And in um, Canada. And in Canada. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. And so it was a case of I was I had this stuff, I was sitting on it and it sort of pushed it, you know, it, it pushed it into the, you know, we had to press the green button and uh, the go button. And yep. uh, so the fact that Lisa you know, put out a tweet about that, which... I said, thanks for that. You know, you could have told me. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it made us have to, to, to go with it. But it was, it's been the, probably the best timing you could possibly, you know, you could possibly have. Um, because, again, it's, it's, um, it, it's opened a can of worms. And the thing is, the last few days, it's sort of been really emotional because he's trying to get people on the record. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stories that I know of and they're, they're all coming forward. Some want to talk. There's more to come in, in days to come. Um, but there's been some that will talk, but not on the record. And the, 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 the thing that really, as a father, as a person myself, that I can't get my head around is there's a lot of parents that, that have admitted that their daughter's been targeted, but they won't come forward because they're worried about the, the progress of their, their daughter in some elite program that it might, you know, they might be ostracised. Again, there's that word, ostracised, um, and, and not, and not, you know, play. And, and then some of these parents are actually coaches as well. And they've got positions. They, they're, some of them are paid coaches at, at clubs. They don't want to say anything because they're worried about their job. And I'm, again, I'm thinking if I've got an 11 year old daughter and if, if I heard anything that someone was trying to groom or, or anything that, that, that raised questions, I'd be banging down the local police station door. And I don't get it why, other parents wouldn't think that i get it but we're talking about a crime here we're not talking about you know like like the catholic church i mean someone no. to to be brave and say something and it's almost like you know i think for a while you know a lot of people knew it was happening but again no one wanted to say anything until the the, the floodgates opened let's hope that this is the floodgates for this 
Without Look, mind, it's a very important you, story. Go ahead. Without in mind, Kenny, I mean, all of this stuff you've mentioned, you know, other examples from the world of sport and elsewhere has been pretty much driven by institutional blindness. With that in mind, what have you made of Football Australia's response since the article came out? Well, the thing is is that um, I've known that James Johnson, you know, was, was sat before he, he was appointed as the CEO. I know two people um, that sat down with him, two separate meetings, sat down with him and said, look, this is happening in women's football. You need to have a good look at it. There's... And, and he was told about some allegations, some allegations that haven't come to surface, which you would be shocked. I mean, some of the allegations that have come in already, this is 5%. This is 5% of what's really out there that, that you know, probably legally we can't touch unless someone wants to actually talk. But some of the stuff that I know, it, it's, it's mind-boggling, and I wish I could report that. Um, but the fact that James was told about this, and this is, this is going back over a year ago now, mm, mm. Hasn't done anything about it for his own reasons. I don't know. Um, and now it's coming out. You know, it, it's almost like, oh, oh, really? You know, we're, you know, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Well, you know, I know of people that that, that I know these people that that had this meeting with him, and and he knew full well. So again, maybe you know, he was a new administrator turning up. Um, and and don't, don't be wrong, he's a very good administrator. Um, but again, if I'm uh, if I'm walking into any industry any business as a new boss and someone's telling me about this, I have the duty to report that surely to goodness. Uh, he wouldn't be the lone person who knew about no. it. There are a host of others. And we've heard, uh, you know, through the various channels in the, uh, in the code that there are some seriously uh, well-credentialed uh, people who in high positions and they're not going to put their hand up and say, it was me. So we have a massive challenge now to make sure that Football Australia uh, takes what you've you've uh, demonstrated and showcased over the last week or so and listen to what Lisa has to say. Yep. Uh, James has asked her now to, uh, to make sure that she uh, actually uh, pencils down and, and gives them specifics. Now, if that indeed goes on and something happens, we've, we've done, and importantly, you've done a very uh, great service for not, not only the code, but for sport and women's sport predominantly in Australia. Um, yes, mate, and, and it's just, important. Just staying on that too, sorry. Um, I mean, there, there are people on the board that that are actually wanting this to come out. They can't say anything, but they're wanting this. They're actually happy that this is coming out because they haven't felt easy about it. Um, so that, that speaks volumes that there's some people there that, you know, at the high level that they're actually welcoming this cleansing let's hope it's a cleanse mm. let's hope and as you say a cathartic moment for the for the code for the game and as we look forward very important time for everyone involved uh, sponsors players administrators let's make sure with uh, what we've done and what you've done especially we get it right and we get something important done there maybe a, a national sports uh, integrity uh, group that looks after not just football but all the sports across the country, uh, yeah. men and women, wouldn't that be wonderful? We, we keep talking about it in a political sense. Well, I think this is just as important. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I mentioned to someone the other day, I said if, if there was some type of hotline, the, 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 the thing would melt down. <laughs> from, from, from what we've seen in the last, uh, the, the, um, what news, what news Limited 
journalists, my fellow news, news, limited, news limited journalists who have been on this case, we've been flooded with people wanting to talk. And it's almost like, wow, you know, it, it, it's like we've smoked them out. Um, but if you actually had some type of, you know, a hotline where people wanted to talk, you know, even anonym, anonymously, which is great because I think it's like it's, it's people want to get stuff off their chest as well. They don't actually yep. have to you know names or whatever they say i've been affected by this because again i i've even heard of you know some some players that have been you know it's they're struggling with their mental health because of this and it's well, not just women. i'm hearing that lisa devanna has been suffering terribly with her mental health especially with some of the emergence of this bullying that you spoke about uh, just a moment ago yeah yeah uh, look i mean awful it's, stuff it, it's hard because, again, you know, I suppose every every one of us, you know, we all love social media and there's good things and bad things. But it's, again, she probably looks at a lot of the, the bad stuff that's being said and it's probably 5% of yeah. 95% of good stuff. And I said, you've got to be looking at the people that are coming forward and saying, well done, you know, keep going uh, and not the, the, the small minority because again you know, you're always going to have again with all social media you're always going to have people haters and oh she's got an axe to grind you know mm. and, you know you know she she should be the most capped matilda you know i reckon she should have an axe to grind but you know what you know she she actually said you know in in that in, interview for espn I, I didn't make that olympics you know i wasn't i wasn't good enough you know she put her hand up and said you know i would have liked to have broken cheryl salisbury's record of 151 caps or equaled it Maybe she should have got that testimonial that Kim Tim Cale got to equal it. Mm. You know, maybe if, you know when you think of it, you know, like she's she's up there as far as a female, you know, footballer is concerned in this country, up there with Cale. Um, you know, as a footballer, as a footballer at yeah. her best, she's yeah. been one of the most exciting things to watch since uh, she arrived on the scene. No doubt about that. Yeah, Josh, you'd agree. Yeah, I think she may have paid a, a heavy price for having to develop this kind of you know, a hard outer shell that she needed mm. to survive in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think that's what's made it. That's what's made her survive. You know, mm. I think she's, um, she's one of those people that, um, again, she's, she's got a lot of bravado, you know, on the field. And she's a rough, di- she's a beautiful rough diamond. Isn't I've, she? I've got to know her. And I've, I've, like Viduka, I've had to earn her trust because she, there's not too many people she trusts. Yeah. And I've had, and to the point where I, she's like, you know, she treats me like a brother now. Um, she can tell me anything. And uh, it, I think she's sort of, she's at this point now where, what do I do? All she knows is is, is to be a footballer, which is, some, which is great. That's probably what's made her so good. But in the same time too, when it's all over, you know, she's she's scratching her head going, what, what do I do now? I mean, she's actually, she was in Melbourne when I did the interview with ESPN and she was actually having a kick with an AFL team, a women's AFL team, because she was bored. Mm. Now, I, I don't know, I actually joked with her. I said, you know, if you walked into AFL house and said, hey, I, I want to play AFLW, they'd be throwing everything at you, <laughs> you know, because that's, this, football should be using her, putting her on a pedestal, you know, and if you walked into another sport, they'd be saying, well, have you? Yeah, mm. football, yeah. But, but again, you know, someone of her ilk and someone with so much experience and knowledge, if the AIS was still going, you'd have a, uh, a seminar class, you know, you know, where she just talks about her career and the pitfalls, the ups and downs that a lot of young players, men and women, wouldn't know until you actually get there. I understand that uh, she spoke most eloquently and uh, with great passion uh, before, I think, the victory game in the grand final last year. 
um, or was it the year before? I can't remember right now. And uh, apparently she grabbed uh, young Kyra Cooney Cross and helped her to become the Matilda that she's looking like becoming. So yeah. she has this potential in her. She has this 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 skill of grabbing young youngsters and saying to them, "Look, come with me. I can make you better." Yeah. And I, uh, and I, and she is enormously passionate. And I think there is a role for her. Let's yeah. see if the game is brave enough and courageous enough to say to her, "Listen, let's work together to make sure that this never happens to anyone else." And and not just that. I mean, she you know when she's on tour, it, it, there's a few young girls that, that come on tour and. Um, yeah, they might be struggling financially, you know, and this is something that she doesn't tell anyone, but she told me this, and I think I put it in the article for these, yeah, yeah. and she's de- depositing money into young, these young girls' accounts just to help them. Didn't want any help, didn't want, didn't want any praise or anything like that. But, again, you know, these are things that I said, you should be telling people that, and I get it, you know. So sort I of say, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not Mother Teresa, she said, but, <laughs> but we know that. Um <laughs> But, you know, but again, these are little things that, you know, people don't see that side of Lisa Devanna um, is that she she wants to help that next generation and come through. And she also, because of what she's doing here, she wants it to be a safe environment for the next generation. Let's hope that's her legacy, huh? Well, we've already had a contract offer in the comments for Lisa Devanna. Uh, George Cross, <laughs> President Mark Sultana saying Georgies will take her any day of the week. So, Fantastic. Uh, there you go. The options are out there. Well, she had, mate, we should set up the hotline too at FNR, and let's see if we if we have people to come on board. She did play a, a celebrity match in Perth uh, a couple of nights ago um, for Perth Glory, um, and I think they I think they also you know put their arm around her and said, "Hey, you know, you want to go around again?" She's actually thought about it. She's actually said, "You know, I, I feel like you know I might play again." And I said, "Look." You know, you're in a position now where you're in a really good position to probably take the next step forward in your life. You play W League for another season. By the end of that season, you're in this same position again. I think the iron's hot now to to actually do something with what you've achieved right now. I think if you if you wait another year, it might be gone. Interesting advice. Interesting advice. Michael Kane, we imagined it was going to be an interesting uh, first opening segment on FNR's State of Our Football Nation. We didn't realise just how hot you'd make it. Well done, mate. Continued success. Uh, keep uh, pushing the stories out at ESPN. And once again, thank you for shining a very important light um, on, a, on, a, on an issue that needs to be addressed ASAP. As we touched on earlier, there's a w- Women's World Cup, a huge event coming down under in the next two years. We don't want any semblance of this going forward. It needs to be addressed right now. And Lisa needs to be approached and brought in and to find out as much as we can to make sure that everyone we know who is inside is doing their level best to protect the next generation of players. Thank you so much. Yeah, look, it's been great to be on your show. And um, again, let's let's just hope that, you know, we can we can make change. This change is already happening. And we're um, not just in this sport, in, in this sport, but, but other sports as well. And in any environment, really. On your Kenny. Thanks, guys. Speak Michael again, Kane sir. from ESPN joining us on FNR. Josh Parrish uh, tells me we've got a, another couple of special guests coming up. And, uh, Kaney, before you go, oh, you yeah. mentioned Perth Glory. We've got Tony Sage talking about a very interesting pickup he's made. Young guy, you may have heard of him, played for Liverpool once upon a time, Daniel Sturridge. Not a, not a, not a bad signing, is he? And I'm, I'm a Liverpool supporter as well. So Oh, stop it. Oh, well, I'm a Newcastle Jets supporter. So when Heskey was here, you know, it's it's, it's great. Fowler, it must be a Liverpool, some, a, something in the water about Liverpool. 
Thank you very much, mate. You'll never walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great segue. <laughs> Good on you, mate. All the best. See you, boys. Michael Kane.